attitudes and sexual integrity. This is Russ Shaw. This is episode 10. Got some emails from some listeners I want to address in today's show. Getting you on the uh, treadmill, working out your heart. Some people have some some things they want me to talk about, so that's what I'm going to do in today's show. Uh, I talk about repentance and confession and sharing each other's burdens, like in Galatians 6. Great chapter to read on that. Read Galatians 5, too. A couple of great chapters in the Bible to talk about this stuff. But I wanted to point out a couple of things as far as repentance is concerned and confession. I think you should get this stuff out. I think you should talk about it openly among uh, men's group or counselors or your peers to start with. I guess the main thing I'm trying to say is your spouse cannot be your accountability partner. Reason being is they are the ones that are enduring the pain. They're taking the brunt of your disobedience, if you will. And for you to heal is going to benefit them. But for you to tell them every time you have a failure in your thought life, or if you turn to pornography again, or whatever it is, that is that is just going to wound them and hurt them more, and probably end up having you in divorce court. Uh, there's a danger and a bit of a narcissistic, self-pity type of a, how much do you love me cycle that can go on with confessing this to your wife right off the bat, or your girlfriend, or someone you're dating, or whoever you're in relationship tight with. I would bring it up to a a counselor, like I say, a counselor, or a pastor, or the guys in in your men's group, in your support group, and I hope you uh, get involved in one of those. If you're into porn, if you're having a real hard time with it, you need to be in community with other folks, with other guys. It's important. It's part of your uh, heart health. The thing about confessing this to your wife right away, or your husband, or you know, whoever you're tightly in relationship with, is that you can start a pattern of how much do you love me type of a thing. Uh, People talk about hitting rock bottom. I had an email, uh, a guy asked me if I had to hit rock bottom to quit. And I guess the facts are I did hit rock bottom like three times. My thing wasn't confessing this to my wife. My thing was getting caught. I would get caught. She would catch me in the porn. Uh, one time, when I was getting, you know, on the computer, she started getting savvy to finding me, uh, you know, finding out my footprints, my tracks on the computer there. And she started looking into that stuff. So I started going to rent videos, and I would, uh, I in my car most of the day. Being in sales, I had a, I would buy a. VCR at a thrift store for 10 bucks, and I would hook the VCR into a little video camera with a flip-out screen, and I would watch porn while I was driving sometimes. Pretty dangerous stuff. That's what I did. No, I never got in an accident. I guess I never got to that point as far as hitting rock bottom. But my wife discovered that as well. And I want to digress for a minute. This is one of the things, reasons I don't talk about uh, 
internet filters and getting software that I have accountability software on my website. I think that's a, a good thing to have in there. It's just an extra fence to jump over. But the facts are, I, I think this has to take place in your heart. I think you have to get this inside you and you just got to get to the point where you don't want to see that stuff anymore. Your flesh is always going to want to see it, but your spirit should get to the point where, like I said in uh, episode 8, where you're strong enough to kick your fleshy desires aside like a soccer ball, where they no longer control you. And I think a key to that is intimacy. But anyways, uh, that's why I don't talk about internet filters and stuff like that a lot. I think... A couple of things for me. I put the computer in the living room. I no longer have a computer in my bedroom. I do have a notebook computer, but I do not have a wireless router in my house. I can't just pick up the notebook computer and take it in the bedroom and be on the Internet unless I hook up a Ethernet cable. It makes it a little harder, but the facts are... The facts are, and what the point I'm trying to make here, is that if I wanted to look at porn, I was going to look at porn. Internet or not, using web browsers or not... You know, I got into file share. I started doing that. It's easy to get porn on file share programs. Not connected to a browser. I started to be like a little hacker. I started to learn my ways around these filtering softwares. But the, And that's the key, is that you have to get to the point where you don't want to see the stuff anymore. Because if your flesh wants to look at porn, if your flesh wants to act out and be uh, sexually compulsive, it will. So I think that's the most important thing is that you have to get to the point in your heart where your heart is stronger than your flesh. I did not want to break my wife's heart. I guess I kept failing at the time and getting caught. And part of it was maybe my disconnectedness in our intimacy. I just wanted to see if she loved me enough to not throw me out. I just felt like such a piece of crap about myself. I hated myself so much that I thought that if I got caught again, then, you know, would she love me and forgive me, I think was my thought process in the matter. And it's selfish and wrong. But that's where a good counselor comes in to help you face this stuff because I really had no idea what I was doing on a conscious level. I had never been taught how to be in relationship, a healthy relationship. I had never saw it modeled in my life. So I ended up acting out sexually. It's my drug of choice. That's why it's so important to get in with a group, with a, uh, like a men's group, or a counselor, or someone who's not going to either sympathize with you or beat the crap out of you. Uh, Someone who's there to listen and put you on a path of recovery. I did not know how to do intimacy. I'm still learning. My wife and I had a, I had a pretty crappy relationship, and a lot of it had to do with the, the fact that she needed me. She needed my heart. She needed me to talk to her about what was going on in my heart. I would get sloppy and hiding my addiction, and I would, she would catch me and beat the crap out of me verbally, emotionally. Can't blame her. I was hurting her heart. I love my wife. I did not want to hurt her, but for some reason I would look for this unhealthy validation of pain, I guess. So, 
But here I am going to fillet my heart open a little bit for you all and tell you, I'll give you an analogy to what I'm talking about with the pain. I watched this show Lost, television show called Lost. I don't know if you've seen it. It's about a plane crash that happens and all these people end up on this island that's got a bunch of weird stuff going on and creatures they don't know what they are and stuff like that. And they all end up in these relationships, these weird situations. And this one guy has hoarded all this stuff that he's found on the plane. He's gone through the wreckage and found different things that he could sell. And, you know, he starts to make himself a little uh, trading post kind of a character. And he's kind of a shady guy anyway. The one woman on the island gets uh, has, has asthma real bad and runs out of her medication and gets to the point where she can just barely breathe. And they assume that this guy, who is the trading post kind of guy, has found her medication because he has a book that was also in the same luggage with the medication. So they say, this guy's got the medication and he's just not giving it to us and, you know, he wants to sell it for whatever reason. So they decide to trap this guy and they take him aside and they begin to torture him. And he, uh, he takes it, you know, they put bamboo under his fingernails and start beating the crap out of him and stuff. And, but after all the torture goes by and he finally agrees that, uh, you know, he'll do what they want him to do, he asks to uh, kiss this girl, and she kisses him. And then he tells her, I don't, have a, I don't have the medication. I never did have the medication. But he allowed himself to be tortured, and I think that's what I did a little bit. I hated myself so much that I would get sloppy and my wife would catch me and we would go through this process of you know does she really love me i mean it was a sick twisted false intimacy that we had and i've exercised my heart enough now where i can actually talk with my wife even though it's still scary for me i start to uh, i can talk to my wife more about my heart now where i wasn't in that place a few years ago and I'm not perfect. I'm getting better. This takes work. Me and my wife have a much better relationship now. She has forgiven me. She still has boundaries around me, though, but she has forgiven me. And her heart is getting softer to me. She gave me an analogy, and I've talked about this before, where she said uh, when we were done with all the fighting and done with all the throwing things. She actually took the video camera that I was watching porn on, like a $2,000 video camera at the time, and smashed it into a million pieces on the floor. I mean, we had some knockdown, drag-out type of fights. Never real physical. We might have pushed each other once or twice, but we didn't beat the crap out of each other physically. But the emotional uh, abuse going back and forth between us was just as devastating, if not more some of that hard stuff. If you don't get it out, it's like baggage and you carry it around for the rest of your life. So my wife and I, after the yelling had calmed down, after the breaking stuff had calmed down and we were in a heart conference, she told me that I was like an abusive husband that was beating the crap out of her, blooding her lip, throwing her down, breaking her bones emotionally on the inside she said that's what I was doing to her and that really uh, reached me 
It was a emotional word picture that uh, blew my mind, so to speak, and I really started to examine myself, examine my uh, heart, decisions I was making, choices I was taking, my own thought life. I started to really try and figure out that stuff. And there's a book called Naked Intimacy that uh, talks about a lot of this stuff, written by a guy named Dr. Joel Block. I'm looking forward to having him on my show. Hopefully he'll be on the show. I pray that I can get Dr. Block on my show. This book is a powerful book. He was talking on another radio show about it, and it was exactly what I went through. It was a big part of my recovery, was learning how to do intimacy. Sex inside of intimacy is awesome. It's the way it's supposed to be. It's the way God created it. Not just to uh, reproduce or make babies. That can be done through normal mechanical striking each other sex. A lot of families end up in ruin over that kind of sex. Kids come into this world without uh, that proper balance. Sex the way God intended is through intimacy. It's through that relationship, that beautiful relationship. So I hope that answered your question. Did I hit rock bottom? Yeah, quite a few times. Hitting rock bottom wasn't what made me stop. Making a decision to commit to the process of healing is what uh, got me to stop. Asking God to get in there and do some surgery on my heart. And it hurts, man. It's not easy. You know, anybody that goes through surgery will tell you that uh, there's a lot of pain involved even right after the surgery. But you're better for it after you go through the pain. Get out the disease. Get out the cancer. Get out whatever it is inside you that has to be cut out. And that's part of this whole heart exercise series I'm doing here. Exposing my heart a little, showing you... uh, the inside of my demented spirit and heart as it was when I let the flesh take over to show you that you can do this too. There is hope for you. You're not stuck this way. You can heal. If you make the decision to commit to this process, you will heal. But you can't do it on your own. You need help. My, uh, I also wanted to... I also wanted to address uh, another email I got by a guy who just said help in his email. And it took a lot of guts to send that email. But uh, my prayer for you is that uh, you have connected with somebody, have talked to a counselor, maybe made some phone calls. Let me know how you're doing. I won't share your email address with anybody. I will never mention your name on the air. But I want to know how you're doing. Writing and asking for help is a a big step. But there's more to it. I pray that you'll uh, email me back and tell me how things are going. So I hope that ends all the email concerns. I uh, wanted to leave you with an action step this week. 
something you can do to get on the treadmill, get your heart, give your heart a workout, give you some fuel for your brain. Exercise I want you to commit to this week, this month, this year, so long as you can keep doing it, is uh, read. I have two things that I try and do every day, and that is a workout physically. I need to keep my heart in shape, both of them. So, for my heart that pumps blood, I do the physical exercise, and my other heart, I have been doing a reading. I've been reading, committing to read for 15 minutes a night. And if you follow the show, you know I'm a little ADD. Reading is not my strong suit. It's not uh, something I do real easily. I'm very easily distracted. It takes me forever to read a book. I'm still reading Dr. Gearhart's book. I did an episode five. But I am uh, trying to commit to the process of reading at least 15 minutes every day. Whether it be day, whether it be night, usually at night before I go to bed. I'm committing to the process of putting 15 minutes of good, positive stuff in my head every day. If you need some material, go to my website. It's digitalaudioproject.com slash ASI. Check out the book links. Click on book links, and I have a bunch of books on there. Awesome stuff in there. Right on my uh, homepage, I have every man's battle, every woman's battle. I think should be required reading for this issue. Whether you're a man or a woman, I have not read them myself, but I've had people in groups told me that uh, Every Man's Battle has helped them out a lot. I heard uh, Shannon Eldridge on the radio talking about Every Woman's Battle. It's great stuff in there, whether you're a man or a woman struggling with this issue. Get them books and read them. I uh, click on book links. Got a bunch of other books on there. If you have uh, issues with God, you're not sure if you believe in God, but uh, maybe something I said or something somebody else said, or you've uh, felt God nudging on your heart a little bit, maybe. Maybe you're trying to figure out if there is a God. There's a couple of books on there called Case for uh, Creator and Case for Christ. Check out those books. Check out why the media and schools and stuff want to teach intelligent design in school. We're finding out in the last 10 years a lot of DNA research that most of what Darwin said is just not true, and we're starting to prove a lot of that today. And we can we've cracked the genetic code. We've looked at DNA strand, and we've deciphered it with the computers we have nowadays. There's billions and billions of lines of code in DNA, and it was it's software. It is like machine language. So check out those books if you're having a, a problem with uh, whether you believe in God or not. It's good stuff in there. Uh, Dr. Gearhart's book, of course, Say Goodbye to Stubborn Sin. Had Dr. Gearhart on the show, episode 5. Some great stuff in there. I talked a lot about uh, some of the material I got in the last show was from his book. Sometimes we feel like we're pissed off at God. We feel like God ripped us off or something. Uh, Dr. Gearhart's book has got a lot of great stuff in it. Just not that, but just a lot of the stuff that you have in your flesh that keeps you locked into bondage. Dr. Block's book. Hope to have him on the show soon. He's a big guy. I just hope I can get him on the show. This guy is a psychologist. He's an award-winning psychologist in New York. He has uh, been on news shows, Nightline, 
He's the uh, psychology consultant for ABC News. He's been written up in the New York Times. And I just pray that I can get him on ASI. He's got a lot of great stuff. He talks about intimacy. This guy's an expert in human sexuality. A lot of books on that as well. So, check out that book. Check out The Five Love Languages. That's another great book in relationships. Uh, I had a friend who had a real issue with pornography, and he was having a hard time with his marriage. And he read the book uh, Five Love Languages and just opened up him and his wife to a whole new world. I mean, they were... He would, like, clean the house and wash her car and all this stuff, and she would get home from work and look at that and go, eh, you know, all right. Because that wasn't her love language. It was his love language. He, he felt that, uh, you know, she did that stuff for him. That made him feel loved. But that wasn't necessarily the case for her. She needed him to uh, talk. She needed him to touch her. She needed him to warm up to her. I mean, everybody's got different love languages. We don't always speak the same love language, and it can really screw up our intimacy. So check out that book, The Five Love Languages. It's a very important book if you're having a hard time in your marriage. I think every marriage counselor should read that book. It's great stuff in there. Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. It's another great book changed my life you would not be listening to this broadcast right now I am convinced if it wasn't for Rick Warren writing that book actually I listened to the book the audio book and uh, it's a great great stuff in there about purpose who are you you know you sit there and ask why did God put me here on this earth why am I here I think that was part of my addiction too I just didn't know why the heck I was here what was I doing on this world that book opened my mind up, opened my heart up, showed me that God really loves me, has a purpose for me. It was all planned out before I was even born. There's just great stuff in, in, on the website. I don't have time to go through all the books, but uh, I just challenge you to do that discipline. Even if you don't like to read, I don't necessarily like to read either. But it's something I do because I need to exercise my heart. It's a discipline. It's like getting on the treadmill and working out even when I don't want to. But I do it because I know what's good for me. It makes me fit. Gets me well. Helps me take on the uh, competitor, the enemy. We live in a highly sexualized culture. And I pray that you uh, learn how to carry yourself in this day and age. Because it's not about throwing your computer away or, you know, I think that that's the equivalent of the alcoholic dumping the booze down the sink drain. You can always get more booze someplace else. If you want to look at porn, you're going to look at porn. Because the more guys that commit to the process, the more soldiers we have out there. The more light we have in this world that's like a war zone out to tear down the sexual integrity of men and women out there. Need more soldiers. There is not one person out there that doesn't matter to God. God loves all of us. There's not one person you see on the street. There's not one person you see in pornography. There's not one person out there that doesn't matter to God. God loves all of us. Broken flaws and all. I want to address that a little bit. Uh, had a guy talking about he was 
in an email, he said that he was looking into thegoofballs.com, uh, guys from Triple X Church, do a podcast show, and they had a gal on there that was uh, formerly in the porn business and talking about how, why she did what she did and, you know, how hurting she was, why people get in the industry, and for a lot of people, they're broken, they've been molested when they were younger, they've had their, they have all their issues like we do, and they get in this business, and it pays very well. I mean, you can make a lot of money in porn if you're a hot young girl, even though the hot and the young is not going to last very long in that industry, but those folks in the business matter to God. God loves every single one of them. And it's good to have compassion for them. And it's good to love those folks and pray for those folks. But at the same time, recognize that they are, they're out to get you. (laughs) Uh, I hear stories of people who forgive the uh, drunk driver that takes out their, their family, you know. And I think that's great if that drunk driver has repented, who's not is not out there hitting the bottle and driving around in a car. I think it's great to uh, love those people. I think it's great to love them even if they are out there driving around and drinking the car. But the boundaries, you would not put your kid in the car with that person. You wouldn't go ride in the car with that person. You wouldn't want that person on the street behind the wheel of a motor vehicle if they're capable of hurting someone in that way. And it's the same with the folks in the porn business. I think it's great to have compassion for them. I have compassion for them. I heard a guy named uh, Donovan on the Triple X Church. Uh, They've talked about him on the show. He's on the boards a lot. And this guy is mad at God. He was raised by a pastor. And he just never got grace, I think. I think that's his deal. He was like me. He just thought that, and he talks a lot about how, you know, God makes him feel guilty and this stuff like that. Well, you know, I don't think he's ever got the message of grace. And I don't think they themselves are the enemy. I believe that they are, their hearts need to be fixed, just like the rest of us. I believe that they're the battlefield, not the enemy. But at the same time, while they're still doing what they do, they're still destroying families. They're still keeping people in bondage. That's the business they are engaged in. They may be stuck in that business for some reason. Whether it be money, whether it be their own hearts are broken and they feel like the guy on the Lost episode where they just want to keep punishing themselves or having themselves punished. Whatever it is, maybe they just like it. They just like sex a lot. Just the physical act of sex. Even though it's destroying them and putting their health at risk, destroying their hearts. Whatever reason they choose to stay in the business, they have the gun in their hand and they're looking through the scope and they got the crosshairs on you. Reminds me of the lyrics to that uh, old 80s tune, the old rhythmic song. It says, some of them want to abuse you, and some of them want to be abused. That kind of sums up the porn industry right there. And like I talked about in episode 6, about the F word that we throw around, the meaning of it is to strike, and to strike with malice. So I think it's great to have compassion for those people. 
but remember they are still striking themselves and striking you as well they are after you if they're still stuck in the business there's a predatory spirit to the porn industry that's what I like about triple X churches they really go out and expose that predatory nature of the porn business but at the same time uh, some of them shows can be triggery I'll be honest with you uh, being a former sex addict recovering sex addict if you will I listened to the shows listened to the first show the second show and the show you're talking about and the thing that I worry about is if you're still in the compulsive behavior phase of your addiction like I was uh, listening to those shows looking for help I could have been triggered to visit some of the websites uh, Jimmy Z whatever his name is uh, <laughs> names a couple URLs on there uh, that stuff is triggery. you know I mean when you're in the compulsive phase if you're masturbating you know three to seven times a week whatever it is my only concern for you and my only criticism of uh, com is that some of that stuff may be triggery to you. And you know what your triggers are. Uh, whatever they are, just try and, you know, I, I hope you get healthy and I hope you get to the point where you can listen to that show because I think it's important. And I think the more people who are informed about the porn industry and how predatory it really is, uh, the more the strength there is in numbers. The more people there is to speak out against that business. Because it's a multi-billion dollar huge industry. So that's my only deal with the Triple X Church. I love the Triple X Church. I love the guys who are heading up that ministry. I think they're doing great work. But like I say, if you're in that compulsive stage, I just want you to be real careful. So thanks for joining me today. Send me an email. It's russ at digitalaudioproject.com. I will not use your name on the air if you, uh, you don't want me to. If you want me to use your name, I'll use your name, but I'm not going to say your name unless uh, you tell me it's okay. All your emails are anonymous coming to me. So I am a safe place. I'm not going to make you feel like a sicko or sexual deviant. I just want you to know that uh, your heart, you're not that person. At the core of who you are, your heart is good, and I want to help exercise that for you. As your personal trainer, walking out, signing off.